meantime, I'm going to put the spotlight on the bicycles because the cycling proficiency test may be done away with. I want to speak to Colin from our neck of the woods uh, who contributes regularly, of course, to U105. He's a very skilled journalist and newsreader, but he's also a cycling proficiency expert. Uh, Colin, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm very well. The idea of the cycling proficiency test, you're involved in it, aren't you? Or are you involved in something similar around the schools? Yeah, we, we, I um, am an instructor in a similar scheme, but with through SUSTRANS, we deliver it through SUSTRANS. And ours is a national standards uh, course that we do, which is an intensive course in schools that runs for three days. The cycling proficiency is run through the school. It's teachers who are designated then to, um, you know, either have an interest or have a, a skill will be designated to deliver that course through DFI, which is the Department of Infrastructure. So it's it's a similar scheme. A lot of people would remember the cycling proficiency scheme from years ago um, that they would have done, you know, I've talked to people who said, oh, yeah, I did that when I was 11, and they're probably in their 40s or 50s now. So it's, it's that scheme. Ours is a little bit more, as I say, intensive, and I'm not being rude, but probably a little bit more dedicated, cycling dedicated, because we are all trained, advanced instructors, whereas the teachers are, are following a curriculum set by through cycling proficiency DFI, so it'd be complementary. It wouldn't do any, you know do any harm to do both. But as far as I understand, the cycling proficiency would be delivered in the school grounds an hour a week for sort of twelve weeks. So it wouldn't be at the kind of level that we would instruct. But hey, it's all good stuff. Kids love to get out and do stuff um, on their bikes, no matter who's delivering it. So you know we're always happy to see any training going out. So you would see it as a disadvantage to youngsters growing up if that service is diluted or taken away from the school playground? Absolutely, because there's some schools, I mean, we, we, we're spread pretty thin as it is trying to get around all the various schools. So if they have that cycling proficiency, it can be the difference between kids getting no training or getting some training in their school year because by the time maybe we get there, some of these kids will have, you know, they'll have grown up and left and moved on to, to big school. So, you know, it's a belt and braces thing. We're, we're always happy to see any kind of training like that going on. And there's more and more young people now using bicycles. Of course, there are people like myself who are now on a, a bicycle as well. And, and two years ago, never would have thought that was was possible. The, the coaching, the tuition, the reminding people of the dangers of the road, it's vital at all ages, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any of this kind of training, even if kids don't go on to, um, to ride their bikes as much as I'd like to see them do it, it's education that stands them in good stead for when they become drivers and just when they're being pedestrians to be aware of the movement of traffic, who gives way to who, you know, who goes first in junctions and how to look out for these dangers. You know, some of the things we teach kids are, are you know, things that you can use in driving any kind of transport. I mean, one of the, the things I would pick out is when we tell kids if they're at a, a giveaway junction and they see a car coming towards them on their side of the road with the left-hand indicator going, should they should they pull out thinking that that's going to turn left? And the thing that we teach them is, you know, how do you know that they're definitely going to turn left? Maybe it's a different junction that they're, they're looking at because they're a bit lost. Maybe the indicator's stuck on. So we t- teach them things like you do not take any risk. You wait until you see the wheels on that car start to turn and then you definitely know that car's going to turn. And that's the same way you would drive 
riding a bicycle, motorcycle, electric scooter or a car. And the cycling proficiency, it's within the playground. Your group with Sustrans, that's out on the rail road eventually, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, we start in the playground to get the basic skills right and evaluate the different uh, kids and how, how good they are. And also they improve over that first day that we do in the playground. We get them doing manoeuvres and make sure that they can handle their bikes. And then the next two days we take them out on the road so it's a real-life situation in the areas that they live. So they'll encounter the kind of situations that they will do wherever it is that they live. So if they're inner-city kids, they'll be dealing with, you know, probably quite heavy traffic. Um, If we're out in a country school, there may not be as much traffic, but the traffic can move faster, you know, and you've other hazards like tractors and, you know, mud and stuff on the road. So... We teach them to deal with the situations that they are and hopefully encourage them to start a lifelong journey cycling. And would you advise parents, if they're introducing their children to cycling, to get them some tuition or to take them out and coach them themselves as opposed to just giving them a bike and say, go on, away you go? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's invaluable. Um, Some of the looks on parents' faces, you know, we do even things like one thing we do is ditch the stabilisers, so... We actually don't, we advise parents not to use stabilisers on bicycles to start with because all it does is create a false sense of security and the kids don't develop balance. So we start them on, we'd say start them on balance bikes or take the pedals off a bike so that they use it as a balance bike. And I've had, um, you know, parents come along and say, oh, we've tried everything to get such and such off their stabilisers who can't do it. And I'm guarantee, I think, the longest I've ever taken to do it with one child. I've had the odd failure, very odd failure, but usually within an hour I'll have them cycling without stabilisers. Yeah, and so eventually they've got, they, they got to do that. Yeah. Those methods and skills, you know, we, we know how to, how to do it. Um, if, you, if the parents are proficient cyclists, as a lot of them are, uh, know what they're doing, by all means, take the kids out, but, you know, understand how to how to progress you know start them in a park start them somewhere so they can uh, practice just the actual skill of riding the bike before you have to try and then take on other skills but i mean you know i've had kids start off in the playground and they can't take their hands off the handlebars and within a couple of hours we've got them signaling looking over their shoulders um you know maneuvering through uh, tight cones etc and it's really, it's very rewarding and it's great for the kids. It's great for their confidence. They love it, you know. And then some of them are quite staggered themselves, you know. They're like, "Oh, I didn't think I could do that." And look at that, you know. So, literally, from wobbling around, like um, <laughs> some of the, some very bad ones can be wobbling about the playground within three days. Um, they're taking quantum leaps and uh, they're riding their bikes around the streets like a pro. Yeah, it's great to see them making the progress. But it's important to have this conversation because if cycling proficiency isn't going to be included in the playground and you don't have the option of Sustrans coming to visit, well, you may need to give your own child some advice yourself as opposed to just putting them out onto the road. It's very satisfying that moment when, of course, the child is able to ride the bicycle. It's the next step when they go out into the big bad world that they need to be able to cope with all the hazards that are out there. Of course there are hazards, but all those hazards can be successfully encountered. Uh, Colin, thank you very much indeed.